The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is that time of the week. We are talking college football week, are we, is it really week 11 now? Week 12, holy shit, it's week 12. Earns, where does time go? Oh man, it's going by quick, it's hard to believe it happens every year. Uh, and we're getting down to the home stretch here, so a lot of action happened. This is kind of like, for me, this is, this is dubbed the week after, because uh, a lot of stuff went down uh, last week, so. Looking forward to it. Panther, what's up, man? You know, I just the fact that I look at it and it's week 12, and then you look at these teams that are, you know, nine games into the season, that just then you're just getting me started on why they can't do an expanded playoff. But, you know, that's probably a debate for another day. Last week was a lot of fun and uh, got a pretty decent slate this week too. So ready to rock and roll. Hey man, if they're if they're getting licensing rights or they can license their own uh, you know their own image to places, I don't see why they can't play a lot more games now. Just yeah, saying, they only three yeah. weeks in the season. Yeah, that's that's more exposure. It's more exposure for them to sell their likeness to uh, companies if they get to play expanded right. playoffs. Yeah. All right, let's get to it. First up, we've got game three seventeen, Fresno State at San Diego State. This game opened up with Fresno State plus one and a half, San Diego State minus one and a half, and it is one even right now. All right, one even, and that is in favor of, sorry, uh, one more time. Who's the favorite? Oh, so there? San Diego State minus one. Okay. So this is uh, flopped uh, back and forth a couple times because I think San Diego State was the favorite, and then Fresno was briefly the favorite. Now San Diego State's now the favorite. But this line seems a little bit weird to me because San Diego State's seven and two. Fresno State is four and five. The game is at San Diego State. And um, look, these are the two teams that were projected uh, to win. One of these two teams was projected to win this division in the conference. So it's a big uh, um, division game here. Um, So I think one thing I'm going to come down as a, I'm going to go ahead and bet San Diego State this tonight in tonight's game. And I think one thing that's helping it out as far as this line and San Diego State maybe not being a four-point favor here is because maybe Fresno State matching up with Minnesota early in the year, a game that went into overtime, a game in which Minnesota 
kind of controlled and made a lot of mistakes and still had to win in overtime. I think that's keeping the line down here. And I think there's some value on San Diego State. Not a game that I looked at. Um, wasn't on my radar, but looking at Fresno State, lose a game, win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose a game, like they're due, right? It's their turn to win a game. This is one of those classic battles of Fresno's offense, San Diego State's defense. Uh, San Diego State's only giving up 65 yards a game on the ground. Uh, Fresno gets 179 per game, so a little battle of wills. Uh, I like these little mid-major matchups. Um, I think San Diego State probably is the better team, but Fresno can put up some points on the board. I'll lean Fresno State, but I'm generally off this game. Okay. Let's see. You got doing the lean. Man, the line movement worries me. The way I'm looking at it now, you're right. It was ping-ponging back and forth. It's up and down. Public and money seem to be on San Diego State. So that's a little interesting. That's moving that so much. I think you're probably right. I think San Diego State can probably win. Just looking at these stats, I can't bet it, though. I don't know enough about this. So I'm going to lean San Diego State with you. The total yeah. on that's 44, if you care. 44. 44, yeah. San Diego State's got the best te- uh, defense in the conference, or, or they supposedly do. So that's probably why there's a, a low number there. Fresno State really banged up on their offensive line. That's another reason why I'm really surprised that, that Fresno for a second there was the favorite. Um, I ended up getting it at uh, at uh, plus, plus one for San Diego State. But um, – yeah, so that that's probably why. And at one more point on this game, not to take too long on this one, but I've seen uh, Fresno State play or watch them about five times, and they've lost all five of those games. They were all their losses. So my plan is to watch this game tonight, and good, San Diego good. State's going to win. All right, I like it. I like it. All right, next up, we've got game number 319, which is West Virginia at Kansas State. This game opened up, looks like right about 14 and a half or 15, depending on your book. It's 14 now. So it's West Virginia plus 14, K-State minus 14. Yeah, I just wanted to bring this one up uh, kind of real quick just to uh, see see if there's any thoughts on it. Um, West Virginia, I watched them play. They kind of – it was like 35 to 10 or 35-14, I guess, last week with uh, Texas Tech. I was on uh, Texas Tech. They got the cover – uh, they were up, I think, like 35 to 10 maybe in the first half. And I don't think Texas Tech scored in the second half, but it was still plenty good enough to get the cover. Uh, West Virginia banged up on defense. Sex Panther, you got any uh, thoughts? I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of what's going on with K-State. Um, you know, West Virginia is just – it's full rebuild mode, but that's just too many points. I mean, two touchdowns, I think – K-State can cover it, especially at home. But until we get a little more in the future, next year, maybe even 2021, I'm generally going to be kind of like off this game. I think K-State can handle – I think they can handle the two touchdowns. I'll bet them. I'll bet K-State minus the 14. Public is on K-State, so and the money's on West Virginia. So I'm I'm fading the money here, but I think they can can beat the second-worst team in the Big 12 by two touchdowns. Okay, I, I don't, I don't hate that pick, Arch. Um, nah, yeah. Not, not going to go in it. Well, this is, this is an interesting because it'll set up a little discussion with Texas because K State coming off that Texas uh, game, uh, but K State after going up fourteen zero, basically didn't do anything after that offensively in the last three quarters. So just keep yeah. that in mind. 
Okay, we'll keep it in mind. So they needed to get up by like 28 in the first quarter and then just coast. for those Yeah, that would have been better, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, the, the total in this one is 47 and a, and a half with the uh, public on the over, the money on the under. Uh, money, uh, public on the over. Money on the under. Yeah, I can see that why the public would be on the over here. Um, but Kansas State's got a really good defense. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. I got. I'm going to be off of it. I'll lean the under here. I, I you know, I don't, I'm not. I'm not sure. But just with that, with with that defense and West Virginia's <laughs> offense, I'm going to lean under. There we go. You know, one of the most interesting things here about this is Kansas State offensively scores 32 points per game. West Virginia gives up 32. West Virginia scores 21. K State gives up 21. I, I've never seen like mirror images of each other on that. So really based on that of what they score and what they give up, it, it should be an over. You're looking at about 53 points. I'm, I'm going to lean the over here. Okay. I got you leaning over. Cause you know, going against me in totals is going to work out well for you. <clears throat> <laughs> it's not a territory I want to be in. That's for sure. <laughs> it, was a, it was a lean. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. 321 next up Virginia tech at Georgia tech. This line opened up, uh, let's see, five and a half. Yeah, say five and a half. Virginia Tech minus five and a half. It's shifted a full point. Is Virginia Tech minus six and a half on the road? Wow. Any um, sixes out there at all, Art, right now on this one? No. There, wait, uh, yeah, there's one six, it looks like, but it's going to shift to a six and a half any minute. It's paying all like right. negative, negative 120. Well, look, I was going to come in here on the Virginia Tech side, uh, Virginia Tech at six. I actually was able to snag it at five point uh, at five and a half real briefly. But I would say at six, I would bet this game if you can get it. Uh, Virginia Tech's got some momentum. Um, I've it was what four in a row last week and looking to make it five. It's very rare that I bet the same team. Well, this will be six times in a row because I lost the first one on Duke. But uh, hitting the Virginia Tech one more t- time. Um, <laughs> Yeah. At six and a half, though? No. Not at six and a half. Uh, it'll be a lean, a lean at six and a half. I'll do it. I'll take Virginia Tech. I'm at Georgia Tech is, I mean, when they lose, they, they lose pretty much in grand fashion. Took them overtime to be a very mediocre Miami Hurricane team. Um, you know, Virginia Tech, they've won four of their last five, and you could even argue they beat Notre Dame, but as far as betting goes, they did win that game. So, yeah, Virginia Tech's hot right now. I see no reason to fade them here. I'll take the Hokies. Okay. I'm going to have to lean. I'm just looking here. Uh, I, six and a half seems a little too high. Just a little too high for me. Uh, oh, oh. The public is on Virginia Tech. The money's on Georgia Tech, looks like. Yeah, so, well, the, the public's right. Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Yeah, they're not always wrong. Fifty and a half is the total. Everybody's on the everybody's on the under. Mm. Yeah, I mean Virginia Tech does have some depth now on defense. I feel it's a better defense. And uh I don't know. Okay. They they've got the offense rolling now. They got a lot of weapons on offense too. I'm I'm gonna be staying away from this one. Okay. Hey, oh, real quick, I think it's important yeah. to bring up because Panther brought up the the Georgia Tech-Miami game and how Georgia Tech won that game. Um, 
Georgia Tech in that had a kickoff return for the first touchdown or no, a, a fumble six. They, they sacked fumble six. That's how they scored the first one. And the second one I think, think was a kickoff return. So two of their touchdowns that game, Georgia Tech scored, were, weren't even offensive. So a little misleading. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Next up, we got number 325, Indiana, Penn State. Looks like it opened uh, Penn State minus 14. It's 14 and a half now. All right. So a few. Um, did you want to talk about this one first, Sex Mether? No, oh, if you're, if you're, I didn't know. I never got your list. So if you're on it, go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I was just going to say if, um, you know, I guess if you believe in the sort of thing, this would be your classic sandwich game. Uh, Penn State coming off Minnesota, that big game. Now they've got Ohio State after this one, and, and they're playing, you know, lowly uh, IU right now. So IU's coming off the 34-3 uh, thrashing uh, of Northwestern. Uh, that was a little bit fluky. Uh, Northwestern is totally depleted, and there was uh, some Northwestern fumbles and, and some bad pass interference penalties. So uh, as bad as Northwestern is, it shouldn't have been that bad. Um, I'd probably have to lean – with Penn State here, even though it's the sandwich game. And uh, I know a lot of the Sharps seem to be on IU. Possibly, I guess we'll have to talk to Arch for that. Uh, this Sharp is on IU. Uh, I don't think there was anything fluky about that game. Indiana can score. They've scored 34, 38, 34, and 35 in their last four games. Even in the game that they lost to Michigan State, they scored 31. So this is a team that can score. And Penn State showed last week that they actually can give up some points uh, against a, a good offense. So I don't know that I think Indiana can win this game, but I definitely think they're within two touchdowns. Um, I'm all over the Hoosiers here. I can tell you if Indiana can win this game or not. No. No. They're not going to win. Uh, <laughs> they're not going to win. No, I, probably not. Yeah. Uh, here's the problem here. Money is solidly on Indiana. And their line went from 14 to 14 and a half. So that you're, it's getting better for them. It's getting worse for Penn State. So it could be a little trappy there. Vegas certainly wants you to throw more money on Indiana. If you've got it, they want it. They're yeah. incentivizing you. So, I'm, yeah, it's a little worrisome. I have to throw out one more note on this. Uh, Peyton Ramsey, the the second QB for IU, is going to be playing. Penix is out for the year now, but Ramsey's mm. played three or four games already, and they've won with him. So probably not not a big change there. Not a big change. So keep an eye on that one. Could be a little trappy. Fifty four and a half Panthers the the total here, and everybody's on the over. Oh yeah, points are going to be scored. I would yeah. I would definitely say points are going to be scored because even though Indiana can score, they definitely can give up points as well. So <laughs> Penn State can score. This uh, high 20s, I could see both teams in the high 20s. Penn State probably even in the 30s. Mm. Okay. Ernst, any feel? Should move on. I could see it both ways here. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll, be, I'll be off. All right, next up, we got game 3-3-1, Ohio State versus Rutgers. It opened up Ohio State minus 51, and now they're minus 52 or 52 and a half, depending on your book. I'm not in action at this game, but, I mean, we can't resist, like, bringing this up to talk about it. I think this is some sort of record point spread for a conference game uh, for someone to be a road favorite. And it opened at 51, and just my understanding is the Sharps just pounded it all the way up to 53 at one point. So, 
Uh, just an interesting game that I feel like I would br- bring up and see if anybody's got some thoughts on it. Uh, my thought is that they're saying this is since 1944, you have to go all the way back to an Army team, that a, a team has averaged 51 points per game and given up single digits as a defense. Uh, what Ohio State is doing to their opponents has not been seen in decades. Um, Rutgers is nowhere near in their class. You know, I, I kind of faded Ohio State last week and said they wouldn't cover against Maryland. Maryland's way better than Rutgers. Um I really wasn't going to bet this game, but there's, like, really no reason not to. Ohio State can cover this probably by halftime. I'll take the Buckeyes and give up the points. There we go. Boy, Chalk Panther is back, and he is back with a vengeance. I left it off my list for a reason. and He's not missing any opportunities today, Arch. No, he's not. He's just – Okay. Okay, okay. 52 and a half is the total. I'm not on that. Or 52 and a half is a spread. I'm not on that. 61 and a half is the total. I am on that. Give me the over. There it is. Boom. Over. I figured this would be a, a classic one for you right here. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. We just need to find a few points in the in the cushions of the couch, and we got the over. That's all we need. I, I can't for the life of me seeing Rutgers put any points on the board here. But I, I just need Ohio State to score nine that, points. Nine Ohio, points more than the spread. Ohio State did score like 70 some last week though right yeah they can do it and the the 14 maryland got last week was was just you know at at the end of the game the scrubs were in the game was in check it was so that's probably what you're looking for here is you get the the b unit in and maybe Rutgers, you know gets a fluke touchdown but yeah Yeah. it's i'm with i'm with uh earns here that they're probably not going to score in the first three three and a half quarters okay okay I admit it's probably a little higher than it should be 61 and a half, but I'll take it. I'll take the over. I'll ride that train. All right. Next up, we got Louisville NC state. This is game three, three, three and three, three, four. Oh, I'm on the totals here. Oh, I have total on the brain. Uh, Louisville opened up as a three and a half point road favorite. And that's where they're at. Three and a half points at almost every book, except one where they're minus four. All right. Yeah. Hey, was uh, NC state the victim of a very fired up Clemson team last week. Uh, possibly so. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about NC state and all those injuries, you know, 11 to 13 or whatever, or how many ever there was. Um, look, Louisville had a very poor defensive showing um, their last time out. And um, the defense that for them was healthy. So there was no real excuses there. They just played very poorly defensively against, I believe it was Miami. Louisville's top offensive line player is an NFL prospect. He left that Miami game, did not return. I have a hard time believing that he's going to be ready to go in this game. I think NC State still has some good players in the lineup. I like the head coach, Dave Dorn. And I think they can find a way to possibly win at home. So I'm definitely taking NC State uh, plus the points. I like four if you can get it. Um, it was at four at one point, uh, but I, I'll take it at three and a half. But yeah. Oh, and, and I wanted to throw out one more thing on this. Uh, Scott Satterfield for Louisville is now 9-3 and three ATS off bye weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Panther? Yeah, not a game that I was on, um, kind of looking at the, the stats and, and what they've done over the season. I think, for me, the, the thing that sticks out is Louisville on the road. Um, 
they lose and when and even the when they win they win very close the wake forest game they won by three so uh, I'm not betting this game, but I would probably have to lean NC State just because Louisville seems to struggle on the road. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious if if um, this line shifts at all back down to three and a half, which it, I guess it has in most books. Curious. Money and public are both on Louisville. So I'm kind of liking where you're at, Doc. I like that a lot. Good. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to bet it. It's, what is it, a two-point game? Three-point game? It's close. I'll score it. I'll follow you. I'll follow you. It's close. I enough. like it. I'll Good. bet NC State. Good for All right. you. 55 is the total. Everybody's on the under. Yeah, I can maybe possibly agree with that. Uh, you know, Louisville has looked explosive offensively, so that that would keep me off, off action of this game, but I can see what's going on. All right. Next up, we got game 335, Minnesota at Iowa. This game opened up with Iowa minus three against the undefeated Minnesota team, and it is three. It's minus three right now. Yeah, this is um, – oh, go ahead, Ernst. You want this yeah, one too? No, no, go for it. Yep. Look, this is – I feel like Vegas is baiting us, right, because Minnesota's coming off that big win against Penn State – and now they're kind of on the radar, right? The people are paying attention. They're in the top 10 in the uh, committee rankings at number eight. And yet they're going to go down to Iowa and they're an underdog. I, I feel like this is a trap. I feel like they want you to take Minnesota. Um, but here's the thing, Iowa, it doesn't matter if they win. It doesn't matter if they lose. All their games are close. Like they just, everything is really close. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a tight game, but Minnesota has so much on the line here. I don't think they're going to trip in Iowa. I'm taking those Golden Gophers. Mm. So you, you think it's a trap, and you're walking right into the trap? Absolutely. Okay. Not all tra- not all traps pan out. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Well, I really like I really like where. Sex Panther is at on this. Um, look, can because can, you're on Iowa, right? Is that it? <laughs> look, can, <laughs> let, let's let's figure this out. Can can, can Minnesota continue to row the boat? Uh, they're coming off the big one against Penn State. I was on the over on that game as well as Arch. Okay, and I uh, thought Minnesota would be capable of scoring. They did. I was off that tough road loss at Camp Randall. They lost to Wisconsin by two. Nate Stanley looked like he was going to get in on that two-point conversion try. He was stuffed at the half-yard line. The Badgers hold on 24-22. So in this game, it's going to come down to some track records, and I'll I'll talk about it for a second here. Uh, I've talked about Iowa and how they choked away four games last year. Okay, This year, I wouldn't say they've choked some games away, but they haven't been able to win – the big one in Big Ten play. They've got three losses at Michigan versus Penn State and at Wisconsin. All those close games and couldn't get it done. I think that's on the offensive coordinator, Brian Ferentz, uh, the son of the head coach. And I think it's also on Nate Stanley and both of those persons. They're going to be involved in this game as well. So those variables aren't changing at all. Look at the track record for Minnesota, the row the boat. Uh, has P.J. Fleck been able to win games after winning a big game well, in 2016, when he was coaching Western Michigan, they went 13 and one. 
they were 13 and 0 until they lost in the Cotton Bowl to Wisconsin. So there were definitely times when they won a game, got focused, came back out and won the next game. So track record, look on paper, I can see why this line is where it is, but track record says Minnesota, so I'm leaning Minnesota. Ooh, okay. Got you in for the lean. Man, this is a tough one. This is a real tough one. They even went fishing. They went fishing for just a little bit and played with the line. It went up to Minnesota plus three and a half for just a little bit. And they were they were throwing out negative 314, negative 316 out there to see if anybody would grab it. And then they shot it back down to uh, three. Yeah, I saw that go up there. I, I grabbed it when it did, too. It did. <laughs> I took, you did. I, I took one little one, one extra bet on it. So. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So you fell for it. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. This is this is this is wrong. This is all very wrong. Iowa State. Where's where's the the money line mafia here, Panthers? Iowa State wins, <laughs> <laughs> or Iowa wins. Excuse me, Iowa wins. I, I I don't know. I don't like this at all. I'm leaning Iowa pretty hard here, just because this is just this line does not make any sense. Forty four and a half is where it opened total wise, and it is forty four and a half here too. So there's all kinds of shenanigans going on here. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I'm not going to play this one, but look, I think Minnesota's got a good offense. Iowa's got a good defense. Uh, so I don't know. I'm going to be off. It's an underplay, I think. I, just looking at this, I think it's an underplay. Okay. I'll tell you what, if it, if it, if it goes over that, yeah, Iowa got ran out of the building. Now you're probably because be right. They, because they can't score. They can't. I mean, the, the most points they score is – you know, 22, 26 points. They they can't score. So, yeah, this, I, I agree. This has to be an underplay. If it's an over, Minnesota's going to kill them. Okay. So we don't want any part of Wake Forest Clemson, I don't think. We're moving on. Uh, uh, I, I, I do you... want to throw, throw out on that one. Okay. Look, I know Wake, uh, Clemson's trying to run it up. Uh, Wake Forest, they had a couple starters missing on defense. One of them was pretty important last week. Um, I was actually on uh, VT, right? Uh, so I got that win. But uh, Wake Forest lost Scotty Washington and Surratt, uh, two big-time wide receivers. I don't think either one of those two is going to be playing against Clemson. Uh, so it's an uphill battle for Wake Forest. I'm still not going to take Clemson minus all those points because Wake Forest is a good team, but they're, Wake Forest is going to be without some targets offensively. Mm, boy, Okay. This is going right. to be one of those games you're on, Arch, right? The, the over-under? Like, this is an overplay for you, isn't it? Not quite. Not quite. Not quite. It's yeah, close. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that. I'm liking it. Clemson scored 55, 59, and 59 in their last three games. Yeah. Wake Forest will will score a, a couple times. I, I definitely like the over on this game. Okay. I'll put you down. It's a little outside of my comfort zone for over by just a couple points. I got to draw a line somewhere <laughs> and they're on the outside of it. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking to, I'm, I didn't even look at the stats for this one. Let's see. Wake Forest, Clemson. Whew, it's right there, man. It's right on the line from what I like to see. It opened at 62 and a half. Oh, by the way, total. It's 59 now, 59 and a half. So whew. everybody's on the under in this one. It's got to be what Ernst was talking about. Oh, it's 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 a big blow with those two receivers out as that's, far as Wake Forest score points. It's really tough, but I mean, oh, Clemson's right. de- Clemson's defense is overrated, and I'm not trying to be mean to Clemson or say they don't have a good defense, but it's definitely a little bit overrated at this point in time. That's why I'm not coming in on the under. 
I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Next up, we are on Central Michigan at Ball State for some reason. <laughs> like, it uh, opened, yeah, it opened yeah. up with Ball State minus three and minus three even. They're minus two and a half now. Everybody's favorite number. Yeah, look, I've hit the Central Michigan button a couple times, really without seeing them play very much this year at all. And it's been, uh, unfortunately, it's worked out for me. Uh, I think I've, I've won on Central Michigan this year, but unfortunately I bet on them against Wisconsin and they lost like 62 to zero. But since then it's worked mm. out. Uh, I'm just betting on uh, McElwain, Jim McElwain, the coach at Central Michigan. He was good at Florida. He was good at uh, Colorado State. I think he got unfairly kind of ran out of out at Florida. And uh, he was coach of the year in the SEC, I think, at, there. So I'm, I'm betting on the coach. So full disclosure, I haven't seen Central Michigan play that much. But uh, put me down for Central Michigan uh, plus those points. Gotcha. All right. Panther. No, just just move on. <laughs> Public and money are both on Central Michigan, so the line shift does seem to make sense. So we'll, we'll see if that works out for you, Doc. All right, next up, we're scrolling all the way down. It looks like to, to 359 and 360. We are looking at Arizona State at Oregon State. This one opened up at my favorite number, Arizona State minus two and a half on the road. And it is two and a half now. Sex Panther, you got it? No, this is your game. I didn't this put is mine. Out. Okay. I'm just going to touch on it pretty briefly here then. Uh, look, uh, ASU, they beat uh, Mike Leach's uh, Cougars uh, to get off to a five and one start. And But this, since then, they're still looking to get bowl eligible. Haven't gotten that six to win the last three times out. Uh, Arizona State hasn't exactly graded out very well for me versus Utah. The Utes turned the ball over four times, and Arizona State was still only able to score three points at UCLA. If you're looking at that game and you're thinking, well, you know, they lost to UCLA, but it was 42 to 32. It's pretty close. Uh, it was 42 to 10 in the fourth quarter. So that game was a blowout. The UCLA just just put the hammer on them. And then against USC, yeah, quarterback Jaden Daniels was out, but they were down 28 to 3. And USC just has so many injuries. Like, I guess Jaden Daniels is going to play for Arizona State this week. I don't know who's going to win this game. Should be pretty close. Probably going to stay away from this one. I do give Arizona State credit for winning some close games against uh, Michigan State and Washington State, though. But I'm going to be off. Okay. Off well, I don't give him much credit anymore for that win at, Mich at uh, Michigan State because Michigan State sucks. Um, they, you know, the interesting thing about this is Arizona State can't seem to win on the road. They struggle on the road. Oregon State can't win at home. Like, it's something's got to give. Um, I don't – Arizona State, when the season started, you know, I was talking about their defense. Their defense was phenomenal. And since then, I mean, they're just – giving up points like there's some kind of charity. So uh, their defense isn't playing. They're not scoring enough points. Um, that I, I really don't have a good feel for this game. I'm, I'm generally off of it. Okay. It, but, but, yeah, put me down for, for a lean on Oregon State. Uh, Arch, it's just going to be a lean, but, you know. You want to lean on Oregon State? Okay. Could be a close game. Maybe Arizona State wins a close game, but getting three, three points here, it's probably the way I would go if I had to. All right. looks like the public and the money are on Oregon State as well. So the, the little line shift or lack thereof, I should say, a little worrisome to me. I, I can't bet it. I'm not too familiar with this one. 
I don't see anything I really like, but I'm going to lean Arizona State here just based on that. With two and a half points, I want to be on the opposite side of the money in the public if I can. All right, 57 is where the total is sitting at right now. The public on the over, the money on the under. I would agree with the money on that one, but I'm, I'm not going to bet it at this point unless I yeah. do some more research, but I'd agree with, with the money on that one. I think it's razor thin there. Whew, just look at those stats. Okay. Look at the stats. Yeah. Collectively, collectively, they score about 54 points a game, and collectively they give up about 53 points a game. So for me, that kind of makes it an underplay, but I okay. wouldn't bet that. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got game 371, Georgia at Auburn. This game opened up. <laughs> Arch, let's go, to, let's go real quick to 363 real quick. You want to do 363? Did I miss yeah. that one? I'm sorry. No, that's all right. Just want Auburn's to get it in order. By the bottom. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did miss it. All right. What you got? Let's see. Arizona at Oregon, 363. My bad. It opened up with Oregon minus 26 at home. It is now minus 27 or 27 and a half, depending on which book you have. Yeah. Oregon's off that by last time uh, out. They had the blow, blowout win versus uh, USC. USC had a ton of players out in that game. They had quarterbacks, running backs, secondary players out. Uh, Oregon. Um, is a team that's probably a little bit overrated at this point. I don't agree with these college football rankings that have Oregon ahead of Utah. Uh, everyone seems to agree with that. I don't. Uh, Arizona's defense has been pathetic. Okay, the defensive coordinator was criticized early in the season after the first two games, rightly so. Uh, but their players came out and defended that coach, uh, Marcel Yates. They played a couple inspired performances, and uh, they had wins versus UCLA and Texas Tech, and then they reverted back to complete awfulness. Marcel Yates was fired at, as the D.C. after the Stanford game. So they've got this new D.C. at Arizona. Uh, look, the defensive problems are not a personnel issue. They're not an injury issue. Everyone's healthy. If this defensive coordinator is better, uh Arizona's got a chance to make this game really close, I think. Um, if he's a disaster, he was a disaster last time out against Oregon State. Oregon State put up like 50 or 60 points. Uh, so that's the the turning point here in this one. And I'm leaning towards Arizona. Arizona put a big-time hurting on Oregon last year with this same defense. So we'll see what happens here. I think it was like 42-17 to 17 blowout uh, Arizona versus uh, Oregon last year. It's got me mm -hmm. leaning, leaning Arizona. Panther, you got a feel? Yeah, I don't I don't think the committee has it wrong. I just don't think it matters if one six, one seven. They don't play each other in the regular season. It actually could be the best thing to happen to the Pac twelve, who's generally been irrelevant for a while, is Oregon and Utah run the table and get to that Pac twelve championship game and play each other. One of them could backdoor their way in um and, and get into the playoffs, but Look, I don't think Oregon's overrated, and I do think they're as good as advertised, particularly on that defensive side of the ball. Now, they've given up some points as of late, but they've given up points to some teams that have got pretty good offenses. Arizona, I just – man, they get they just get shellacked so hard. Like, when they lose, they just – they lose badly. I think that's too many points. 
I'd probably lean Arizona just because of the points, but I don't think this is a very competitive game. Yeah, it's a kind of a kind of an interesting line. Uh, it, it got one and a half points better for Arizona, one and a half points worse for Oregon. The public is on Oregon, so that makes sense. The money is almost split right down the middle, so it's hard to tell. It looks like the sharps are probably coming in on Oregon. If not, this is a trap. Little, it's, the margins are too thin here to understand what exactly what's going on. I'll lean Arizona here plus the points. I don't think I can pull the trigger. Uh, 68 and a half is where the total's at right now, and it is over for both public and money. Yeah, based on Arizona's defensive performances, I can see why it would be over. And I think <laughs> I think Oregon's defense is a touch overrated as well. Mm, okay. 48 to 20 yep. is kind of what that math adds up to. So really at 48 to 20, I, I could actually see the over. Okay. Let's do it. Georgia at Auburn next up. This one opened up as the, the two-and-a-half point uh, spread. Georgia minus two-and-a-half is where it opened. It shifted to Georgia minus three on the road against Auburn. What do you got, Sex Panther? Oh, you're going to make me go first on your team? He just wants yeah, some side to be on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I already, I already know what side you're on, but um, – Look, Georgia needs this game, obviously, way more than Auburn. Auburn seasons at this point, they're trying to just get into a big six game. There's no SEC title game in their future. There's no national title game in their future. And now, with the firing of the head coach down at Arkansas, we've got you know rumblings of would Gus Melzahn leave to go back to um, you know his his homeland of uh, Arkansas, uh, where you know he got his college coaching debut. Um, albeit as an offensive coordinator. So a lot of things going on uh, there in Auburn. Georgia, you know, after that S- the South Carolina loss, has been playing much better, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, shut out Kentucky, shut out Missouri, um, and then, you know, took care of Florida. But here's the thing. All three of those games – we're at home. So they've got to travel on the road, go down and take on Auburn, who I honestly really don't think is as good as their record says. I've seen them play a couple times, and that offense is just so inconsistent, if you will. Um, the, the, their big win, which wasn't even a win, was at LSU. I mean, they were in that game. They, were, they, they really were in that game. Um, but I think Georgia takes care of business here. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and bet those Bulldogs. All right. Uh, well, look, I threw out uh, three plays on the uh, on the Discord earlier in the week. This was one of them. And, uh, you know, two out of the three I like. This is one that's a little more thin for me if I had it over again. Maybe I, I wouldn't necessarily go on it against Auburn, but I, I don't hate it at the same time. Look. This is going to be a battle of two teams with really good defenses. Auburn played Ole Miss their last time out. So in preparation for that game, the offensive coordinator for Ole Miss, Rich Rod, basically said Auburn's front seven defense, whatever he was talking about, was not only the best that he's seen in college football this year, um, but the, the best defense he's seen in college football in like seven years. I don't know who he was talking about seven years ago, but – 
I mean, he he obviously kind of with wide eyes, you know, was just like, wow, this Auburn defense is, is really good. Auburn's coming off a ball by they're healthy on offensive line at wide receiver. They should be getting running back Booby Whitlow uh, back. They're healthy on defense. And I watched Bo Nix very carefully last game, other than throwing a ball directly into the stomach of an Old Miss Rebel, which Old Miss thankfully dropped. Other than that, I thought he played pretty well. Those games, he played terrible in, in three games against Oregon, um, LSU, and, and Florida. Big games. Those were all, none of those were at home. Um, they should have really lost all three of those. Uh, I, I, I will say that. Um, but look, uh, Georgia's pretty healthy. Georgia's good. Um, I'm, I bet, obviously, Auburn here uh, wore damn eagle plus the points, and uh, we'll see. You sticking with it for this for this podcast? You betting Auburn here plus the points? Well, I I, I can't really come off it now, Arch, because I put it Just out making there. Sure. Just making sure. So Just I'm gonna I'm gonna take. Yeah, there's three points, right? Is that the line? I guess three points. That's what you get. There we go. All right, I'm I'm on your side, Ernst. Oh boy. I think three. I think plus three. I think they can cover. Okay, let's do it, man. Auburn plus the three against Georgia. I think they can cover. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be close. Public and money are both on Georgia, so that little that little hook makes sense going from two and yeah. a half to three. Good. Yeah, but I, I like it. Let's do it. Auburn. The total in this, oh by the way, is forty and a half with the public on the over, the money on the under. Yeah, I'm I'm with the money on that. What did this open as, Arch? Do you have any information on that? Let me find it real quick. It opened at. I think there's. 371 it opened at 44 it shot yeah. down to 40.5 yeah uh, and and i almost would take it under at 40.5 i'm gonna lean under here because i've already lost four points but uh, i could see it going under if anything De- definitely i mean auburn's defense is obviously really really good and and georgia's a ball control team they take 35 seconds between each play right. and kirby smart is on the the scale of conservative or risk-taking Kirby smart is, is a conservative as they get, especially lately. Yeah. Tough one. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if this was a 17 to 14 game, but it also only takes it to be a 23 to 20 game for this to go over. I think both these teams can get in the twenties. Not only that, I really wouldn't be surprised if this was an overtime game, I mean, this is two evenly matched teams. Um, so I'm going to lean the over here. Good point. Good point. I didn't think about the overtime. Yeah, but I, I got to lean the under here, though. I just, yeah, I just don't see it. I think what's what, what, 36 <laughs> total maybe in this game. That That's about right. Arch, I'm going to have to go with a bet on the under there. I just, uh, you can go ahead and put it down as official bet. I know okay, I've lost four bit. points, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, there's this just uh, everything in totality. I don't think uh, Georgia has has as good of receivers as they've had in the past, and uh, yeah, I think that's going to lend to an under. All right, so then it'll end up being twenty to seventeen. Auburn wins outright. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> All right, next up we got Kansas, Oklahoma State. This is game three seventy five. Uh. Let's see here. I'm going to check the – somebody in Discord caught my attention for a minute because they caught a joke in the earlier podcast. You should go listen to everybody. Kansas opened up as a road 17-point dog, and now 
it's 16 and a half at one book or 17 at the rest. So it's like you get to pick your poison here. Yeah, look, we got to bring up Kansas now that they're they're relevant uh, this year. As far as when I when I say when I, he's got jokes. <laughs> no, no, no. When I talk about relevancy, a Kansas Jayhawk football program that hasn't seen more than three wins since two thousand eight, they got a chance to get the four this year. Uh, look, I know uh, I said uh, on a previous show that I'm not betting against them all the rest of the season, uh, but they have lost uh, first-team All-American uh, Tylen Wallace. Uh, he's out for the year, so I'm going to reserve my right down the road to change my mind on that, but it won't be today. Uh, Oklahoma State still has Chuba Hubbard. Um, maybe he gets in some Heisman conversation here. Uh, maybe he'll get into the final four or five here. I'm laying the points here with Oklahoma State. This is, this is kind of a tough one for me because, um, you know, we got to put Kansas in there because it's Arches team. So every week we're at least going to talk Kansas, Auburn, and Notre Dame. But, um, man, Kansas, they, they've lost four out of five, but they've shown glimpses of, you know, offense where they can put up some points. Oklahoma has just been – or Oklahoma State, excuse me, has, has just been – uh, a, a charity, man. They're just standing out there, just hand here, just cross our goal line. They've, they've been giving up points. Um, the thing is they can score, but I, I, my thing here is Oklahoma state's defense has just been so bad really all season. I mean, they're giving up nearly 30 points a game. I think Kansas can keep this within the 17 points. I don't think they're going to win the game, um, but I think they can keep it within 17. I will only lean this. God forbid I ever bet Kansas. I will lean the Jayhawks plus 17. Well, you're spitting hot fire today. You're thinking Oklahoma State's probably going to win the game. <laughs> I mean... That's uh, going out on a limb. <laughs> I mean, listen, Kansas, Kansas is relevant now. You heard it. They're relevant. So I, I don't want to just like dismiss the fact that they could win the game. <laughs> Now, you, you didn't tell us if you thought Ohio State was really going to win against Rutgers. I didn't catch that. Did you want to? Yeah, you can probably lay the 20000 It's about an easy 100 bucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Man, 17 is a lot of points, I agree, but I, I can't do it. I, I can't bet Kansas. I'll lean Kansas, but I, I can't pull the trigger there. Public money are both on Oklahoma State. So, you know, the line movement could give you pause. It, it, it could do it. Um it's, you know, it's open at seven minus 17. If it is going to go minus 16 and a half across the board, that could be a little trappy. It could be. So we'll see. I'm going to lean Kansas there. 67 and a half is your total here with everybody on the over. I will, will not be in action on this one. Yeah, I think that's a wise move. Uh, I also am not in action on this one. That, that, that number probably seems about right, to be honest. Yeah, it does. It does. All right, next up, we're looking at 377, Texas at Iowa State. The team that Dr. Earns is actively rooting for, Texas, opened as a six-point road underdog, and now they are a seven-point road underdog as they go to Iowa. Yeah, I, I was uh, on, if you remember back, what, week two? I was on uh, LSU early in the year against yeah. Texas, right? Mm -hmm. That was touting. Mm -hmm. Uh, LSU is a great team, and everyone was on Texas. Uh, Ellinger, 
ends up leading Texas on a drive that cut it from 14 points to seven at the end. But that wasn't good enough for Texas to get the cover because it ended at 6.5. It never got higher than 6.5. And you know what everyone kept saying? Probably some people on this podcast. Hmm. Um, Texas, Tom Herman is in an underdog role. And so everyone bet Texas, except for me. Uh, so this week in preparation for this, you know, I haven't heard any. It's, it's interesting. I haven't heard really anyone say, hey, Texas and Tom Herman is in an underdog role here. And they are. It's seven points at Iowa State now. So, look, Texas uh, got a little bit healthy last week on defense. So they had a three-point win against Kansas State in Austin, but they were down 14 early, right? Then they got control. They went up 10. They looked like they were in command, but it was kind of a little bit of a bad beat for Texas. I was on Texas minus seven last week. K-State returns a kickoff for 98 yards TD, and then they got a field goal aided by a Jalen Green targeting penalty, and uh, they were able to tie the game. Texas had first and goal on the two-yard line, Look, and Ellinger took a knee basically, and didn't try to score a touchdown on first and goal from the two. Then on third down, Ellinger finally decides, because they're trying to run out the clock, Ellinger takes it in, scores the touchdown. I stop looking at the TV. I'm thinking, well, at least I got a push. Texas lines up incorrectly. Illegal formation. Calls it back. Texas kicks the field goal for the win, but only by three. And... uh Look, uh, Texas shut down. Let me give you the second half uh, numbers here. Yardage in the second half, Texas 317, Kansas State 55. DBU is back. Iowa State looks really good at times, but uh, I predict a vastly overrated Purdy. Brock Purdy, a quarterback, will make some mistakes against DBU. I'm betting on Tom Herbin. As an underdog, hook them horns. I think they can even win this game, and I'm very tempted to take a money line on Texas here. Ooh. I, I I am shocked. I am numb to the core. I'm I'm I don't even know what I'm hearing. Uh, I feel like the doctor got swapped out by his brother. This uh, I'm just <clears throat> totally flabbergasted here, um, and I couldn't agree more. Uh, if anything, okay. First off, I think Texas is the better team. So to me, this almost feels kind of trappish. I the seven points, at Iowa State. I kind of really don't get it. Iowa State's lost their last two in a row. Um, you know, their defense gives up a lot of points, a lot of yards. Um, so yeah, I definitely think Texas is the play here, and. I'm so I'm betting Texas, and I'm even going to go ahead and strongly endorse that money line play. Okay, okay. Let's see what the money line is. I honestly don't know at all. Let's take a look and see. I'm uh, seeing plus two forty. It's probably in that ballpark. Yeah, plus two forty. Wow, plus two forty at five dimes. Plus two thirteen at Pinnacle. Plus two twenty at Bet three sixty five. Plus two fifteen at Sports Interaction. So, what's already. the what's the money line on Iowa State? Uh, minus 270, minus 272, minus 260, minus 270. That's that's insanity to me. I don't know how I can force myself not to go on Texas money line here. Texas okay. money line, I got to take it, Arch. That's uh, I think it's a coin flip game, 
And if you're going to give me plus, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I'm interested <laughs> to hear the ESPN FBI in this game. But public and money are both on Texas. The line went from plus six to plus seven for them. Iowa State went minus six to minus seven. So the line is getting worse for Iowa State. It's getting better for Texas. Whew, you trap. guys. Yeah, it looks like a trap. I'm on the Cyclones, baby. Minus the seven. Let's do it. Let's All do right. It. Hey, Iowa, um, State, Iowa State wins outright. No problem there. And Texas, yeah. you know, further loses their possibility of winning the Big 12, making people who took Texas in the beginning of the season to win the Big 12 even more foolish. Hmm. Well, you know, I was going to see if we wanted to bury the hatchet, if we wanted to call a truce on this arch. Obviously, there's no truce here, okay? There's no, no truce no. at all. And uh, look, the only thing I can say about it is Brock Purdy threw three interceptions against Oklahoma State in the loss to Oklahoma State. And, With no uh, defense. We have a defense. He tried to throw five, but uh, Oklahoma State wouldn't cooperate. So okay. uh, good, good, good luck with uh, Brock Purdy there against DBU. Okay, okay. We good? We good? Sixty-five and a half is the is the total here. It's uh, public's on the under. The money's on the over. Sixty-five yeah, look, and a half. Whew. Iowa State's, you know, they they're known as one of the better offenses in the Big uh, Twelve, obviously, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Texas uh, is probably going to be better defensively. So they look at the job Texas did against Kansas State after after those first fourteen points. I mean, Kansas State did nothing after that. So uh, it's true. Yeah. All right. I don't know what to think here. I would probably lean the over ever so slightly, but I, I it's not enough. Not enough here. All right. Next up, this is it. This is the battle for the Big Twelve here. This is the you know people who knew what was going on here. We would be watching this game. Oklahoma at Baylor. Oklahoma opened up minus nine on the road to Baylor. It's now minus ten and a half or minus eleven, depending on your book here. So there you go. Get your shot. What what was that line? What, what was the last line you just gave right there? It's it opened it it opened at minus nine for Oklahoma. It's minus eleven or ten and a half, depending on your book. Wow. Yeah. This was at nine. This was at uh, maybe it wasn't this game, but I think this one went down to eight. I, I saw it at eight and a half at some point during the week. Wow. Um, look, there's two uh, just before we get into the game. There's two uh, camps here. Um, pass interference or no pass interference. It was definitely pass interference against Oklahoma on that two point conversion last week. And uh, they should have been beaten. Uh, by Iowa State, by the way. Anyways, uh, Baylor is <laughs> <laughs> nine and zero, uh, and uh, look for the second time this year they were very fortunate to win in, uh, in overtime. Uh, they beat Texas Tech. Texas Tech or Baylor fumbles. Texas Tech recovers it in overtime, and they give the ball back to Baylor. Big Twelve admits that they made a mistake in that game. In this one. Uh, Baylor needed a 52-yard field goal from a guy who had a long of 38 on the year. Uh, they hit it. Uh, they That was the crazy game last week. I want to give a shout-out to Rez, by the way, on this game uh, because I believe he called it. Uh, I think something – I don't want to quote it 
but uh, something like, hey, great pick, Arch, or great call on the on TCU on the podcast, Arch, or something like that. And uh, sort of uh, the, the gods didn't like that, uh, the gambling gods, I don't think. But uh, Rez has no fear of the gambling gods. He kills, no, kills none, me. none. Um, but I thought it was kind of funny um, just because now I'm, I'm starting to like to see you fail, Arch. Uh, but look, um, I can see going both ways here. Oklahoma is overrated. Look, we know we knew Hurts coming in this year wasn't going to be as good as Mayfield or uh, what's that? The, the the guy from last year, Tyler uh, Murray. Uh, so uh, I can't I can't fault anybody for coming in on Baylor here. But I'm going to be off. Oklahoma is, I mean, they're beating really bad teams. They're struggling against decent teams, right? They beat Texas by seven. They lost to K-State, should have lost to Iowa State, but they're getting fat off of teams like West Virginia and Kansas. I don't know if I want to say Oklahoma's a fraud, but I don't like where they are. Uh, Baylor, I mean, Baylor really has not played anybody, and they've, they've struggled with some of the wins that they've got. They struggled against West Virginia – three overtimes against TCU, two overtimes against Texas Tech. Um, It's a hard team to trust right now. No doubt in my mind Oklahoma's going to score quite a a bit. I don't know if Baylor can keep up with them. I'm going to lean Oklahoma, but I'm technically off this game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the public and the money are both coming in on Baylor, and it's gotten – you know, two points better for him. Whew, scary, scary, scary. Um, so it could be a little trappy here with Oklahoma, you know, here. I, I This is a really tough call. I'm going to lean with you, Panther. I'm going to lean the Sooners here. But uh, whew, this is a scary line, scary game. You know, side, side note on that, if Oklahoma has any aspirations of thinking they're going to backdoor their way into the playoffs – they're going to have to run the score up. They're, they're going to have to win this. I mean, this is kind of their big game, right? They're going to have to win this thing by three touchdowns. So I, I think Oklahoma throws caution to the wind, and they're they're going for a touchdown every damn series. It's I. That's kind of what I see here. Yeah, and, I can't see in, in order to run the score up, you actually have to be good enough to run the score up. <laughs> Uh, so that, that hasn't been the case for Oklahoma in a couple yeah. couple games. Uh, a couple things um, real quick on that one. This is – I can't do the math on it, but this seems like an important game for Texas. I think Texas is better than Oklahoma, and I think if Texas gets a rematch, my money's coming in on Texas. Texas is going to be an underdog in that game. Oklahoma – or Texas really needs Oklahoma, I think, to win this because Texas is going to have a shot at Baylor in the last game of the season. So if Baylor drops this one, Texas is going to be able to give them that second loss at the end of the year. And uh, we could see a rematch of Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah, it's a very important game. All right, 67 and a half is the total here. So I don't know. I kind of, I'm not going to take it, but I'm leaning the over here. I think it's 72, 72 points, 73, something like that. Yeah, Oklahoma's yeah. Uh, de- defense is, seems like they may be reverting back to last year. Yeah, it does look like they're regressing a little bit. All right, next up, 387, 388, Michigan State at Michigan. It opened up with the Michigan minus 14 and a half. And it looks like at most books it's 13 and a half right now. Michigan Michigan minus 13 and a half, although you can still get a minus 14 at five times. 
Sex Panther, take it. I wasn't even on this game. Michigan wow. State looked – they're so bad. They look terrible. They've lost – think about who they've lost to. And I've had, there's no nothing about the Penn State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, right? You're, they were supposed to lose this game. But they weren't close. Now they're losing to Illinois. I'm mean, come on. They're like they're they're just bad. You want me to talk about this game because the only reason to talk about this game is to take that other shit team in Ann Arbor that I won't say their name. They're gonna win this game. They're probably gonna win it by the two touchdowns. I'm not betting it, but God, what a I I'm so disappointed in Sparty because this isn't a D'Antonio type of team. Like his teams are generally prepared and their defense is awful. Their offense is putrid. It's just it's a shit show. I hate it. There, I talked about it. Yeah, good. You know, I just uh I kind of wanted to just see if any <laughs> if anyone in their right mind is coming in. I mean, if someone is coming on Michigan State in this game, please get on Discord and tell us and uh, tell us why you would possibly be coming on Michigan State because I haven't heard anybody that wants any any piece of Michigan State uh, with that. Uh, they were up twenty eight to three against Illinois uh, last week. It just completely blew that game. They've got way too many injuries. They had five guys out on the offensive line last week, though, missing their top receiver. Their tight end's going to be out. They got freshman running backs. The workie's never been good. Um, so if they trot out the same lineup, MSU does the, the same one that they trotted out against Illinois. Um, it should be pretty ugly in Michigan's favor. I'm off it for now, but I don't see how anyone would take any anything but Michigan in this one. What, what do you say on the numbers, Arch? Did he mute himself? I believe so. But I will say he in this game, himself. oddly enough, Michigan – coming off of a bye, which seems kind of kind of like a weird thing for the Michigan-Michigan State game. I thought they would both have buys. Well, every Arch, Michigan State game. Arch, right. I, I, Michigan, yeah. Michigan or nothing for me. What, what do you got on some numbers? Michigan for nothing. Panther, did you bet this game or no? No, I'm not betting this shit show. Okay. Numbers, I, you're not, you're not you're, you're forcing my hand. I would have to take the Wolverines. I don't want to. Just making sure, just making sure. Ernst is not going to be happy here at all. The public is solidly on Michigan. No surprise there. The money is a coin flip. It's almost exactly 50-50. Yeah, and I, I, that's, that's what I, I want to find some people out there coming because there's, there's some money coming in on Michigan State. Tell me why. Yeah. Why would you do it? And it's actually... If it okay, it's fifty-one forty-nine. So technically, in the loosest sense, this could be a trap game with the line going from fourteen to thirteen and a half for Michigan State. It could ever so slightly, technically, maybe kind of be a trap. But it's hard to say when when the money's looking like that. You can't really determine where the sharps are at. I don't think you're wrong, Ernst. I think Michigan wins this game by seventeen at least. But at least. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just want to. I just want to be clear. I, I'm off this game, but oh, I, I'm, oh. I, if I was going to, I can't, there's no way I could come on, in on anything other than Michigan. And I, and I might bet on Michigan in this game. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. In for nothing. There we go. 44 <laughs> and a half is where the total is uh, at right now. 44 and a half. Public and money are both on the over in this one. I 
D'Antonio might have some trick plays up his sleeve. He always does, especially for this big game. That That's your ticket to the over. Other than that, I don't know how it's going over because I don't know how Michigan State's going to score. All right. Let's move on. We got th- – yeah, go ahead. I say I'm in complete agreement. If this thing yeah, okay. is 31 to 10, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. 389, 390. We're looking at Florida at Missouri. Florida opened up minus six and a half on the road going to Missouri, and it is six and a half at most books, although it is minus seven at a couple for Florida. It's you, Doc. Somebody picked it. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. I had myself muted there, but I just want to talk about this one real quick just because it's interesting. Look, and, and, you know, it's one of the Sex Panthers team. No, actually, Sex Panther got off the Missouri train at just the right time because they have, uh, let's see, um, 0-4 ATS in the last four, and that includes an outright loss to Vanderbilt for Missouri. Uh, Vanderbilt, by the way, beating Missouri and Florida just coming off a game versus Vanderbilt. Uh, what was the score of that one? Like 80 to zero? No, 50, 58 to zero against Vanderbilt. Um, so that's interesting here. It's at Missouri in the line is seven. Uh, now, the last time Missouri played against Georgia, they were without uh, Kelly Bryant didn't play and their top receiver didn't play as well. I think Bryant's going to be back. I don't know about the receiver. Um, I'm not pulling the trigger here on either one of these. Uh, what do you think, Sex Panther? I didn't have this game listed, but I'm looking at it, and part of me is like, bet the the kids' college education, pull the 401k, take out a loan, and put it on the Gators. And the other half of me says this is a damn trap. Like the the line, Missouri has been so bad. 14 points against Vanderbilt, seven against Kentucky, shut out against Georgia. I mean, their offense just came to a screeching halt. I, I and Florida's got an, an actual premier defense. I the line makes no sense to me. Um, I'll bet Florida with the caveat something stinks. Hmm. Let's see, public and money are both coming on Florida. No surprise there. Yeah, I went from six minus six and a half to minus seven. Ish. So yeah, the line movement makes sense. There's no no danger there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why wouldn't like, Florida should win by like two touchdowns, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't understand either. I bet enough, and this one kind of scares me off a little bit. So I'm I'm just gonna lean Florida here, but I I can't pull the trigger. It's fifty one, by the way, total wise. The public's on the under. The money is undecided. I, I could uh, – I don't know if I could go under on that game, but I don't know. No, I, I might have to be off that one. Okay. All right. Next up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I th- we haven't talked enough about Alabama football on this podcast at all. I'd like to oh. briefly go 397. All right, we can go 397. We're going to look at Alabama and Mississippi State. This is an interesting one because it opened up with Alabama minus 19 and a half. It's what I got here. It's 18 and a half at Pinnacle five dimes. Bet 365 now has it listed as minus 17 and a half, as does Bookmaker. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, we've got a couple maybe schools of thought here. Um, Tua may or may not play. I'm not sure if he is. And then um, 
you've got the, you know, this Alabama still in it thing and you've got them, they got to have style points now. So some people are going to go that route. Some people are going to say, well, Alabama's uh, not that good. Uh, we've got over and unders. Um, we do have a, uh, a special uh, guest here to talk about it. If, if, if we want to bring a uh, Frenchman in here, he's a big, uh, he's a big Bama guy watches them every week. Sure. If he's able to talk, let him come in. Frenchman, are you around? Yeah, I'm here. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's up? <laughs> oh, not much. Nurse, nurse turns. Is that what we? <laughs> it's, it's been a, it's been a long week. You know, I, that, I, uh... I, I just want to start off by saying, um, the last time, so when Clemson beat Alabama in the national title a couple years ago, I don't think I, you, I spoke with you for a couple months. So I'm actually surprised that uh, you're you're kind of uh, speaking these days after that Alabama loss last week. Yeah, I ghosted a little bit. There's no doubting that. Um, the difference between that game, uh, why I took it so hard, is because it was the national championship game. I think anybody defeated for an extended time period after getting dismantled and embarrassed right. like that in the national championship game. This right. time around, you know, they got beat by arguably the best team in the country in LSU. And the chance of them getting back to the playoff are still still there. So um, I'm hopeful. All right. Good. Well, so, so tell us, are they going to what's what's the situation there? Who's playing? And are you buying into the bet Alabama because they're going to run it up one? Listen, historically, uh, after Alabama loses, whoever plays them the following week just doesn't fare well. Um, I'm not sure what's the what is it what's the line at right now? Seventeen and a half or eighteen, something like that. Eighteen and a half. Eighteen and a half. I mean, I don't know if two is going to play. I, I don't think anybody knows that right now. Uh, they're kind of stringing that along uh, as long as they can. But if the, if he plays, obviously, I'm jumping on Alabama, crushing them by a lot. Um, if if he's not, then I just expect them to you know, win the game, move on, and, you know, get on to Western Carolina, whoever they play the following week. Is the backup quarterback a, a huge drop-off? I didn't see him play when he played that one game. Yeah, that'd be an understatement, I think. I think anyone really is a drop-off from, from Tua. Um, but uh, it's at Mississippi State, which those cow, cowbells are going to be ringing pretty loud. Um I don't know. It'll be interesting. The, their, their backup quarterback is not not great. I will say that. Okay, so Tua plays. You're hitting the Bama button. Tua doesn't play. You're staying off. Yes, correct. Yep. There we have it. There we go. Right from the horse's mouth. Okay. Panther? I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters who plays. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, I, look, I, look, Alabama – has gotten fat off of a princess schedule. Like, it's just been a shit show of a schedule. Um, I don't know how they, they play in the SEC and somehow miraculously get to avoid the best teams year in and year out. Um, Mississippi State's not very good. They lost by 23 to LSU. They lost by 33 to Auburn. So, I don't see – I don't think it matters if – Doc is the quarterback. I think Alabama wins this by three touchdowns or more. Okay, got you in. Uh, Alabama, minus the points. Public and money are both on Bama, and it's gotten a little bit better for them, down from 19 to 18.5 to 17.5. A little worrisome. It could be a little trappy. I'll lean Mississippi State, but I can't. I can't bet this one. 
All right. All right. Next up, we got Wisconsin 399 at Nebraska. Wisconsin opened up minus 12 on the road going to Nebraska. And it is now minus 14 at Pinnacle, but 14 and a half pretty much everywhere else. Wisconsin minus 14 and a half. Yeah, so Nebraska's off a of bye, and their last time out, it was a quintessential Nebraska performance um, versus Purdue their last time out. Look, they were up early. Martinez wasn't good, and they blew the lead versus Purdue. So it's just the standard thing that we got from, from Nebraska. Wisconsin, uh, who'd they play last week? I'm not even sure, but uh, somebody big, right? Iowa. Iowa, that's right. Iowa? That's right. Yes, we already talked about that. And um, I guess I'm going to lean Nebraska here, which is probably stupid, but I'm just going to lean it because I can't bet on them. Yeah, this is – I mean, I don't like that line. I, I liked that line way earlier in the week. I, the 14-and-a-half, that's a lot. Can Nebraska lose by 14-and-a-half? Absolutely. Well, I mean, Scott Frost, I've expected so much more. It's year two. Thought they would get better as the season went off, especially against teams like Indiana and Purdue, but they haven't. Um, Wisconsin, my thing about Wisconsin is, you know, they got absolutely destroyed by Ohio State. They screwed the pooch against Illinois. Um, then they played really, really tough. Uh, against Iowa, which I, I just think they're a much better team than Iowa. So I'm, I'm just wondering because their national title aspirations are gone. You know, do they have? Are they? Do they get up for every game? Um, Wisconsin's just a much better team. It's just that 14 and a half that kind of throws me off. I trust Nebraska to shit the bed. And they, they've just shown no signs of life. I don't like them. Wisconsin's got a really, really good defense. So I will lean the Badgers minus the points. I think that's probably the right play. Public and money are both on Wisconsin. So it went from that 11 and a half to 14, 14 and a half. So it's trending absolutely in the right direction. Yeah, they're leaning hard. <laughs> yeah, 14 and a half is pretty, is probably damn close to perfect line. I, I can't bet it, but I'm leaning with you. 51 is a total in there with everybody on the over. Uh, I can see the yeah, over. I'm going to be. I, I can see the over as well. If, yeah. if I had to go one way or the other. Okay. Last second to last game. Excuse me. Four hundred one, four hundred two. LSU at Ole Miss. LSU opened up minus twenty and a half, and now they are minus twenty one and a half in most books. It's minus twenty one over a bookmaker, but yeah, you know, who plays bookmaker? So let's say twenty one and a half. Yeah, Ole Miss played uh, Auburn tough a couple weeks ago. The defense has been playing well. Uh, but they just haven't been able to get over the hump and really win that big game. Uh, they've had some close losses at uh, Memphis. Uh, they lost to a healthy Cal team, if you remember, when they actually looked like they scored that touchdown at the end of the game, and it was ruled down at the one. Um, that was a healthy Cal team. And, and then they had that seven-point game versus A&M. Um, and they turned the ball over three times in that game. It's still a seven-point game versus a um, At Auburn, Auburn missed a few field goals, sure, but uh, Ole Miss had the ball at the end of the game in Auburn territory and only down six points when the time ran out. So they had a, a chance against uh, Auburn. Uh, I'm not sure we need to say much more about LSU because we all saw that game. Um, I just think that, look, LSU won the Super Bowl last week. 
Joe Burrow won the Heisman Trophy last week. I don't know if anybody's tried to go make a bet on the Heisman this past week, uh, but if you bet on Joe Burrow, you're not going to get a lot of money back. If you bet $100 on Joe Burrow, you're only going to win 10. He's got <sighs> the Heisman. He's got the Heisman locked off. It's it's 1 to 10. And the next best is 8 to 1 Justin Fields. Um so LSU would have to lose some ball games, and he'd have to be pretty bad for him not to win the Heisman. So since he's won that Heisman, you always get effort with Old Miss, and I'm going to back Old Miss plus the three touchdowns here. Ooh. So basically what you're saying is an Ohio State quarterback is going to win the Heisman. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> and for those of you guys who didn't get that, Burrow came from Ohio State. Um, yeah. This is – Ole Miss has been in the games. They've been in some some tough games, some good games. They, they were in with Auburn. They were in with A&M. Um, they can score points. Their defenses, I mean, it almost sounds like an insult to LSU, but their defenses are actually pretty similar. Um, LSU gives up 22 points a game. Mississippi gives up uh, 24 points a game. So they're right there. The, the, statistically, this is telling me Ole Miss can keep this within three touchdowns. It's not a bet for me, but I'll lean Ole Miss plus the points. Yeah. Got you in here, Ole Miss plus the points. Lean, yes. I agree kind of with that. It's it's razor thin. I, I It's too close to call. I'm going to lean Ole Miss with you as well. I can't quite pull the trigger, but uh, public and money are both on LSU. The line shift seems to make sense, so there's no danger there in theory. But I'm going to lean Ole Miss plus the points. 66 is where the total's at right now with everybody on the over. Uh, I think this Ole Miss has got a good uh, defense. And uh, I don't know, it's conflicting things. I think uh, they can do a little bit better against LSU, but uh, LSU's uh, defense uh, gave up some points against Bama, but that was against Bama. I I would probably lean under in this game. That's where I'm at, too. I'm leaning under here as well. Panther? Is that me, or is he walking the hallway or something? It's, like, so choppy and stuff. No, it's not choppy at all. Must be you. I got nothing to add. Okay. (laughs) All right, real quick, we're going to touch on one last game, but real fast, I wanted to tell you, uh, let's see, Alabama State at Florida State. The total is 53. It's going over. Just take it. There it is. There it is. All right. I forgot the number of the game, our last game. Anybody know that off the top of their head? 357-ish. 357, exactly. Earns 357, exactly. Oh, yeah. We are looking at Navy at Notre Dame. This game opened up with Notre Dame minus 10 at home, and now they're either minus 7.5 or 7, depending on your book. Yeah, Sex Panther, this is your this is your baby right here. Oh, Navy. God, Navy. If you've never watched Navy play, which I know everybody in this podcast has, what a thorn in the ass. I mean, they're just they're just so tough to stop with that triple option. Um, I mean, they only throw for 100 yards a game, which to me seems high. I don't even know if I've ever seen them throw that. So Notre Dame typically does a really good job of, of preparing for them. Um, they got, you know, took care of Duke last week a little more convincingly than I thought they would. Um, so maybe, you know, they, they feel like they still got a major bowl game that they can play for. 
Um, but man, Navy, Navy's has been red hot. They're they're seven and one. Um, some big wins in there, and that offense can score. The, the problem for me here is the spread. I think at seven, I'll take the Irish, but a seven and a half, I'd probably be off of it. Mm. Okay. Doc? Yeah, I am with the um, – where is this? South Bend, Indiana. I'm with the, the rest of the folks there. Um, not really caring about this game at all. I mean, I'm, I'm, just, not, <laughs> I'm just not interested. Um, apparently this uh, – what is it? Since the 70s or the 80s? I think it's the 70s. It's the first uh, home game for Notre Dame that's not going to sell out. What the hell? Yeah, and like it's against, games or something like that. It, it, and it's against the ranked team, Navy. How does this not sell out? Nobody cares anymore about about Notre Dame. Uh, Julian Aquora uh, lost uh, for the year, uh, captain uh, defensive end for Notre Dame. And uh, I have seen Navy play. They were not better than Memphis uh, when they played Memphis, and they lost that game. And um, I don't know. I, I'm going to be off this game. I could see it going either way. Both these teams are bad against for me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Public and money are both coming in on the on Navy. So the line shift makes sense. That three-point shift makes sense. I'll have to lean Navy here. I think it's a close game. Five points, six points in that ballpark. I will lean Navy here, but uh, I'm not going to bet it. Because I don't I'm like fading Panther on Irish plays. Any other time, it's game on, but not against the Irish. Uh, the total is 54.5 with everybody on the over. I mean, I think Notre Dame's defense has probably seen this uh, option offense from uh, Navy in the past. And um, so I'd lean under um, because uh, Notre Dame's got a couple offensive linemen out. So, but I, I'm going to be off it. I, I would, if I had to go one or the other, I'd lean under. Yeah, I'm leaning under here too, but I, I don't see enough to pull the trigger here. So I'm just, it's just a lean. Panther? You know, honestly, I'd probably lean over. Um, I wouldn't bet it, but look, Navy, they're just so tough to stop. I and mean, if you go back and look, I think Grand Notre Dame is better than any of these teams, but they've scored 56, 41, 35, 45, 30. I mean, they can score. They're going to score. Um, and I'm telling you, they're probably going to be in the 20s. Notre Dame Notre Dame's going to have to probably be in the 30s to win this game. I, I, I can see this thing going over. 30 to 21? 30 to 24? I mean, that would that would get it under, but yeah, yeah that's why I say I'm not comfortable going either way yeah. with it. I, okay. I, it's, it's, it's a tough one, really. All right. Well, that is it. That's all the college football games. Who man, we touched on a lot of games. This was this was a jam packed episode, and Panther didn't think we were going to hit that many. Ernst, you proved me wrong. Well, yeah, I was I was set out for the record to, to set the record today. You did, so. man. Who Nelly? You bet, Panther. You. I, I, I peel back. I peel back for Ernst so he can get all his games in. <laughs> End of this marathon of a show, Panther. Oh, God. Hey, you guys know the deal. Jump on Discord. It's where we talk about our games. Um, let us know what you got going on, how you did last week, what you got going on this week. And when it's all said and done, kids, take the Irish and make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. 
Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.